This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The winter months can be tough for those of us with pets, but especially dogs. No matter how cold it is, we still have to bundle up and go outside for walks, being careful to avoid black ice and rock salt along the way. So how can we make sure that our dogs are getting enough exercise this time of year? And how cold is too cold for our furry friends? Joining us now with tips to keep your pets safe this winter is Paws Chicago CEO, Susanna Homan. Hi, Susanna. Welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks for having me. So before we get into the winter safety tips, Susanna, I, I want to talk about Paws Chicago, the city's largest no-kill shelter. Your organization had a big year, so tell us some of the highlights. Yeah, well, one of the most exciting things we did a few months ago was we hosted the grand opening of the largest and most advanced animal hospital in the country for homeless pets. So if you think about um, pictures of a really state-of-the-art human hospital and now translate that for homeless cats and dogs, we have a full-time vet staff of uh, eight veterinarians and surgeons, veterinary surgeons, plus vet techs and vet assistants, ranking in the dozens, and lots of employees looking after the health and welfare of homeless and at-risk pets. We serve about 25,000 animals a year out of this hospital. So not just the PAWS adoptables, but also animals from throughout the Chicagoland area and beyond. Are you seeing more pet adoptions this time of year? You know, um, the adoptions ebb and flow a little bit, but they're generally pretty consistent. We usually do have a big rush in December because there are a lot of people who are home for the holidays and it's a time to think about family. And so um, we always know we get a lot of adoptions right around Christmas. Um, But then they're consistently, you know, we we adopt out about 90 to 100 animals a week, every single week. Well, there got to be some challenges to sheltering pets during the pandemic. Absolutely. And and the challenges shift every day. Um, obviously, things like shutdowns, you know, we had to do virtual adoptions for about a year. Um, there were a lot of ways in which that impacted just our day-to-day operations. And now, of course, like, like everyone, we're navigating um, the health of our current employees and making sure that we are staffed appropriately for the number of animals in our care. So we're always, every week, we're adjusting based on what's going on in the world. Well, as as you heard me mention earlier, no matter how cold it is, people with dogs still got to take them out for walks. <laughs> yes and no, unless they're pad trained. Unless um, they're pad trained. <laughs> but, but how cold is too cold? Yeah, just the general rule of thumb is, for me, if it's below 30 degrees, um, it's uncomfortable for a human, and it could actually be a devastating for a small dog with very little hair and very little body fat. So it does depend on the type of dog that you have, their general health, and how warm their coat is. Um, so I have, uh, my dogs are both small, so mm-hmm. for them, the last week, they've been mostly at home. And if you do take them outside, is there a length of time that you would say is is too long for an animal to be out, and especially you know, your small yeah. dogs? Sure, you can watch their body language, and if they're shivering, then you know it's not good. So They'll sometimes tell you. I'm, I'm, they will. So sometimes I'll hold my littlest dog in my arms until it's ready to put her down to go. But I also the hardest thing about um, about having animals and pets is that they need enrichment all the time. So you can't just kind of lock them up in the house. They, part of the reason they like going outside is because they like being stimulated by seeing new things and smelling new things. So I'm always looking for ways to entertain my pets when the walks have to be super short. So one thing I like to do is I like to take them to a mall or into a retail environment because oh. those are usually pet friendly. 
Um, Home Depot, I think if you've got a big dog with the wide aisles, is a great place to go. I always see dogs there. I bring my dogs there, and they love it because it's such a dog-friendly environment. The staff, everyone says hi to the dogs, and that's a good way to keep them entertained without having them be in the cold. That's a great idea. I wouldn't have thought of Home Depot. It's the best. I, you know, being being a dog mom myself, I'm always looking for the places that I can bring the animals. And I would say um, malls in general, it, that's a great place to take an animal, to take a dog, let's say, and you just want to walk around and visit stores. And, and generally, they're not so crowded that it's uncomfortable for the animal. Yeah. Um, the Nordstrom Mall downtown is one of my favorites because it is such a dog-friendly mall. They have water bowls out. They have poop bags and treats. And so, you know, it's, it's pretty much a happy place for the animals. They love going there. Yeah, and it's a way that you can make sure that they're still getting enough exercise. Yeah, and it's, it's funny, especially for little dogs, it's not always about the exercise as much as it is about the enrichment and entertainment. They get bored, and when they're bored, they act out. So... Um, you know, I, I'm always trying to introduce new toys at home and getting them to play and engage because I want them to have a good day and to have fun. And it's a lot harder to do that when it's cold outside. So when it is cold outside, how should pet owners dress their pets? Well, um, it's not just for fashion. Coats and booties are actually <laughs> useful and sweaters. They, they help the animals just like You've noticed if you're wearing a face mask outside, your face is warmer. So even just a small layer of protection helps a ton. Uh, the key is to make sure your animal and is comfortable wearing it. I made the mistake. I got my my uh, oldest dog in March nine years ago, and so he didn't have to face a winter for nine months. And by then, he was like, "I'm not wearing booties. <laughs> you know, I've not been trained." To wear booties, so it's helpful to get them acclimated to wearing clothes and boots because otherwise they'll drag their heels, they'll put the brakes on, and they won't want to do it at all. Yeah, and it does take them a little while to get used to it. Right, you you bring up a valid point. There there are dogs who just will not let you put shoes on their paws. So, do you have any alternatives to protect those? Sure, you can good use good old fashioned Vaseline, and there are Vaseline like wax products that you can buy as well at uh, pet supply stores. And if your dog will allow you to at least touch their paws, that's a good way to protect them from the elements. The the big thing is that rock salt is really, it can be painful and toxic to pets. I know my dogs, when they walk in the street after they've been salted, Mm -hmm. they actually wince in pain. You know, I can't walk them in the street after the city trucks go through. So they, the sidewalks, often buildings do use dog-friendly salt. There are varieties that are easier on their paws. But just in general, the reason that booties or wax are recommended is just because it can be painful for the dogs to step in the salt. Yeah, how would you treat that if, if they've um, been you know, su- uh, subjected to, to some of the salt and, and the sand doing yeah. that kind of damage? Yeah, what I do is I, I wipe their paws down. And again, <laughs> they don't always like it. Yeah. Um, but if you have doggy wipes, that can take off any of the materials. And that's a good way. Um, and sometimes if we're outside and I can tell my dog stepped in something, I'll just pick them right up and wipe it with my hands, even if I don't have some something to wipe them with. Right. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, that is Paws Chicago CEO, Susanna Homan. And she's sharing tips on how to keep your pets safe this winter. Uh, Susanna, Name some breeds that uh, are more able to withstand the extreme cold than others. Well, sure, anything big with lots of fur. So think like the Bernese Mountain Dogs. I mean, they're built for the cold weather. Um, so people who have 
long hair, dogs that have long hair and that tend to be the larger breeds are pretty comfortable in this weather. And again, you can kind of tell, like if I go to the dog park and I see certain dogs just kind of bouncing around in the snow and loving every minute of it, Mm -hmm. um, the littler dogs have less protection against the elements and maybe not meant uh, for this type of weather. And it's funny, my fiance is tiny little dog. Uh, She's about eight pounds. She is a multi-poo and her hair grows out like a chia pet, like, you know, it's kind of that human hair. (laughs) Just out there. Yes, it's out there. She grows really fluffy. Um, But if her fur gets matted or tangled and if she's not groomed frequently, then they have to shave her down. And that happened a couple of weeks ago. So she's been miserable in this cold. She has no protection against the elements. You can actually see like her pinkish skin. So, oh, it's heartbreaking. And so, you know, we're carrying her when we have to take her outside or just leaving her inside on the single digit days because it's too dangerous for her. So those are the sorts of things you're looking for the visual cues. Is your dog shivering? Are they, you know, are they pulling you back inside? (laughs) Dogs that love to walk. Well, there's a sign. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're telling you, I don't want to be out here. It's too cold. Yeah. Should we be concerned about frostbite too? Absolutely. I imagine. Absolutely. You want the, the walks to be as short as possible. And and the good news is that dogs tend to cooperate and go when it's cold because they don't want to be out there any more than you do. And they will they will hustle through their business and get it done quickly. And I think just the key is to remember to keep your dog entertained and engaged and interact. I mean, my dogs love when I talk to them, I think. they seem to love it um but but they like eye contact and they like um engaging activities and they like me to throw the ball around the living room even if that's all they get at a time like this it's really good to be thinking about that and especially now that the temperature is single digits or even kind of a bare double digits i think if it's below 30 degrees you want to minimize their time outside and just be really cognizant and watching their body language and watching what they're telling you to make sure that you're not putting them at risk. Yeah, they just want some attention and some love. That's all. Uh, what about the safety of uh, neighborhood animals, Susanna, like, like stray cats or, or dogs? Oh, yeah. What can sure, we do to make sure they're protected? I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a really good point. We actually help a lot of people who manage cat colonies, and that is people who are devoted to neighborhood cats, and let's say they put out food at a regular time of day and they um, they have they could have as many, you know, they could have as, as few as, as three or four cats or as many as 30 or more cats that rely on them for food and occasional shelter. So at a time like this, it's great for those colony caretakers to allow the cats to an indoor space or to create a space of warmth for them. And one thing that's important to note, we so people who operate cat colonies have to register with a shelter partner, and we have over 400 of those types of colonies registered with PAWS, and there are many, many more than that. So there are probably thousands of these colonies in the city and suburbs. So it's important to keep in mind that there are going to be heat-seeking cats that are members of the community and, and, and perfectly healthy and enjoying life, but they might climb into your, your garage and potentially even climb into a car engine wow. at this time of year. And I've had that happen to someone I know, and thankfully he saw the cat in his garage and didn't turn his car on because that could be so dangerous for the cat. So it's Goodness. good to kind of knock on the hood, kind of make some noise, pound Check on the hood. Check your car engines. Make sure 
Yes, believe it or not, and make sure that you don't have a heat-seeking animal because they will go into garages, and there are many, many animals that are outdoor animals uh, that are going to be looking for heat this time of year. Well, that is Paws Chicago CEO Susanna Holman. Susanna, thank you so much. Great tips. Thank you so much. I always love talking about cats and dogs, so thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) Take care. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.